Welcome, 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 everybody. Good morning, good morning, it's morning. It is morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening, wherever you are listening from, to on your mobile devices, on your computer screens, hell, on your TV screens. Welcome to episode 46 of the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy, Devontae. Episode 46, man, we are almost to 50 episodes. Do y'all understand that? 50 episodes? Like... This is crazy. This is this is wild. 50 episodes. We are on episode 46. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought it would have made it this far. And we're gonna keep pushing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. But <laughs> but um how's everybody's week been? I hope everybody's week has been great. Um my week has been amazing. Um so as I told y'all last week, I am working now. Um, I'll be starting my new positions uh, this coming Monday. And let me just tell y'all how God is just amazing. You understand what I'm saying? So uh, so the position that I got, I remember telling y'all that, you know, I had two job interviews the week before last. And um, not the week before last, but well, yeah, the week before last week. And, you know, the second interviewer who interviewed me told me that I got the first job, the first interview job, uh, the first job that I interviewed for. Now, both jobs are in the same department or the same college, and um, I wasn't expecting to get the second job, right? I was more so, I, 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 I wasn't expecting to get the first job, really, but coming to this past week, um, the second uh, job that interviewed me has now hired me. Um, so I have both of those jobs, which are in the same uh, college for Grand Valley. So I'm super ecstatic, super, super hype. Um, like God is a blessing. Like y'all don't even understand. I've had two jobs in a minute and I'm always like, if you ask my friends, I'm always one of the ones to keep multiple, multiple jobs. Like I'm always working. And, um, when you're in a season of stillness, of being patient and being humble and being still, you don't know. You you kind of you kind of don't understand what being still means. You know what I'm saying? Because you're always moving. But um, I'm just blessed and like highly humble to um, be able to work and be able to be like you know around just everything around me, you know what I'm saying? Like everything has been placed around me in literally order. Like my classes, classes start Monday, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I'll i be right across the street from my classes. Hell, I can be late and still be early. Like what? Like that's, that's amazing. I start work on Monday. Like everything has just been coming full circle for me, all the prayers and everything. So that's why I tell people, stop, don't stop pushing. Do not stop. Put don't, don't. You have too much at stake for you not to keep pushing. You have to keep moving wherever you are right now. If that means you got to crawl, crawl. That means you got to walk, walk. Do what you need to. And it, and it doesn't have to be at a fast pace. Just remain moving forward. Do not move backwards. You can't. That's why I keep telling you, you know, that life is like riding a bicycle. You cannot, you have to keep your balance in order to move forward. I say that after every show, I'll try to, because you can't move backwards on a bike. You can try, you know, but the wheels ain't going to move. 
In order for you to keep your balance and keep moving forward, you're going to have to press on that bike. And it's going to be hard some days. It's going to be like going up them them hills on that bike. And it's going to get hard. It's going to get steep. But you have to keep pushing because when you get to the top of that hill and you keep going down, it, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? It is. You, you see how everything has come full circle. And all I can just do is give thanks to God and just just praise him. I had a whole praise break in my room. I remember that day. So, like I said, I hope everybody's week has been great. I'm ready for, well, I'm not ready for school to start, honestly. Um, going into my second year in grad school, um, starting these new jobs, continuing to build my podcast. I have so many great things in store for y'all for the podcast. Um, I got some merch coming soon. Like, literally, literally have been working like people literally sit here and think one thing but i love it because i'm doing something totally different other than what the fuck you're thinking so i love that people just pray on my downfall i love it i love I, i use that as fuel to literally smile in their faces and say hey i have something that you don't and i'm doing something that you're not and it's and it's it's amazing i don't even have to say it I just can walk into a room and just boom. You know what I'm saying? So thank you to all my haters who listen. Literally, I have to to give haters credit. Thank you to all my haters that listen. You understand what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. Because if it really wasn't for y'all, like that, that, that kind of pit fire gave me the energy to keep going and motivating because so many people mentors and and friends alike well ex-friends ex-mentors and ex-friends alike have sat here and told me you know no you're not it's not gonna well we're already a year and some months in well a year and some weeks in (laughs) you know what i'm saying so to now be where i am this is now going to get pushed to the stratosphere i'm not playing and we're going to work for that so you know i just appreciate everybody um that listens that takes the time to listen the people that really really love it i really do appreciate you and my haters i appreciate you too i don't love you but i appreciate you so so much because you still listen at the end of the day and whether you hate on it and you like it you still press that play button and i love it so y'all know but you know what off of that you understand what i'm saying we're here to give you a show well i'm here to give you a show and um that's exactly what i'm about to do so we have a lot to get into for the first half of the show and then for the second half of the show i have my boy gary riley coming now if y'all remember (laughs) if y'all remember gary gary was supposed to come on uh the show about two or three weeks ago um for the turning uh it was supposed to be the episode turning lemons and eliminate episode but that was you know i had to turn lemons and eliminate you know what i'm saying but he's coming on the show today uh to give us you know his overview of the incident that happened with him and the police or him and the police here in grand rapids so i'm excited to talk to him about that um but let's get straight into the first half bro so the first topic first topic on my mind on my mind, right? Well, before we get there, before we get there, let's recap last week. Let's recap last week. You understand what I'm saying? So last week's topic, we talked about social media, right? We talked about um, why uh, social media has been uh, running our relationships. Now, obviously, last episode, 
Um, I love everybody that listens, right? But I also take note. Everybody, I felt as though when they listened to last week's episode, I felt got a little offended <laughs> by my comments um, about churchy folk and CB time because we all do it. I think that's why everybody got a little upset, which which is fine by me. I don't I don't care. You understand what I'm saying? Like get upset. That's the point of the show. I want you to feel some type of way so you can comment and tell me why you feel some type of way. You understand what I'm saying? Because if it hits you in the in the stomach, if you really felt the pain of that, then you actually are a product of that. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're churchy folk who don't understand that people who are in the grieving process need time to grieve and you're being pushy too much is not what they need. Or as black people, as first period, as black people, we need to be better on time to our own events. You understand what I'm saying? Like we don't need a CP time. We need to be early to our events and we need to start on time. We need to try and do that. We need to get out the mindset of CP time. We need to get out this mindset of CP time, period. So I feel like I offended a few people, but you know me, I don't give a damn. I, I felt it was on my heart. You understand what I'm saying? It needed to be said and it needed to be heard. And hopefully those of you who didn't want to hear it got something from it. And those of you who did want to hear it got something from it. You understand what I'm saying? So of course we did a poll on social media, you know, about social media, running your relationships and everything like that. And the poll was pretty interesting. Um, what I got from this poll was, and and not the stripper poll, people, not the stripper poll, because uh, y'all nasty sometimes. Um, I said, do you allow social media to influence your relationships? Now, this can be friendships, acquaintances, um, um, associates, you know, anything, friendships, whatever. So do you allow that? 25% of people said yikes. Now, yikes meant yes. Uh, fuck Vine B meant no, basically. Now, 75% of the people said no. 25% of the people said yes. Like, sorry. <laughs> um, Joe Budden. Shout out to Joe Budden. Um, but I was just surprised, you know, that the 25% was very honest. Because that's a question where a lot of people don't really understand how honest they need to be about how much how much they use social media in their relationships you know what i'm saying um so i appreciate everybody that voted but everybody that i feel i'm just taking mental notes you know what i'm saying i'm just taking a lot of mental notes because when i do these polls i take a lot of mental notes i'm like hmm it's interesting so i appreciate the people that actually are honest and when I put these questions out there, they're really saying, yeah, I do this shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't, I'm not saying that I don't not, I don't not, not believe you if you say no, but for the people that are saying yes, I do give you a lot of appreciation because you could definitely lie and say no. You can, <laughs> you can lie and say no, but literally be a yes. But I appreciate the honesty. You understand what I'm saying? That and that's the basis of this show is transparency, honesty, and all um, out uh, authenticity. So, you know, if you are in that space of letting social media run your life, or run your relationships, or allow it to run your relationships, 
Um, we need to stop that. You understand what I'm saying? We're, we're, we're that, and that's how friendships and relationships get broken so quick is because of social media. Um, and the way we use it is really how we use it. Um, a lot of us use it in a way that we think it's healthy for our relationship, but honestly, social media isn't healthy for your relationship at all. So I just wanted to recap that. So I appreciate everybody that voted. Um, and like I said, I'm taking mental notes, man. A lot of mental notes I've been taking. Shame no shame. So let's get into it, right? Let's 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 stop. Let's get into it. Oh, uh, Nikki, Nikki Minaj, bro. Let's get into it. So I got chewed out. <laughs> I got chewed out this week because I didn't talk about Nikki last week, right? Like some of my listeners was like, well, "Why didn't you talk about Nikki?" Uh. Because we wanted to hear Nikki, and you didn't talk about Nikki, and I feel some type of way. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, I don't feel some type of way. I have a reason. I had a reason for not talking about Nikki. I literally had a reason. So the week before last, on my last episode, I talked about her Queen album, right? Now, when her Queen album actually came out, I purposely did not talk about her last week because I wanted to see where her album debuted Right. I wanted to, I wanted to see where she placed in the numbers. So Nikki got number two. So if you don't know, Nikki put out her Queen album, of course. And the actual Queen album was um the actual Queen album was very good. You understand what I'm saying? Like to me the Queen album was a, a was a um uh, an album like Scorpion. You understand what I'm saying? It didn't really elevate you, but it really did knock your credibility as, you know, you didn't do that bad to where I'm like, oh shit, this album is in like a, if I put this in a top five of your albums, it's like number last. You know what I'm saying? No, you're at a place of neutrality. You know what I'm saying? Neutral ground. You know, that's why I've placed Drake right now is with both of these albums for Drake and Nicki, they didn't elevate themselves, nor did they de-escalate themselves. They're more so at a neutral standpoint. However, um, the thing about Nicki's Nicki and all of the antics she's been doing, because we have to actually break this down. So Nicki went number two, as you all know. Travis uh, Travis Scott's Astro World. Um, went number one twice uh, for uh, I'm sorry not twice but for two weeks um, he sold about 300,000 his first week and 200,000 the week that Nikki's album came out so Nikki sold about a 185 190 you know good good sales especially in the world of streaming you have to understand where we are right now in the music game back then you would go out and buy CDs you understand what I'm saying like before iPod and uh, before Apple changed the game with iPods and everything, and you know we switched to a streaming way of listening to music. The only way that you could buy music was either off of iTunes or or not even iTunes. The only way that you could get music was off of um, Napster, um, which was illegal at the time, or you would go and buy the music. You know what I'm saying? So. People back then would definitely do package deals with their CD. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you my CD. Like, if you pay $10.99, you get a CD and a free T-shirt. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, people used to do package deals. I used to get those package deals. So, 
First of all, Nikki got pissed and called Travis, and I quote, the whole nigga of the week on her queen radio. And I'll get to that in a minute. And she called him the whole nigga of the week because I allegedly Kylie had a um on tour, was on tour with Travis, and basically like, you know, told everybody come see me and storm me, you know, get free or whatever, whatever. And blah blah blah, merch and everything. Like, and she was mad that she she was mad that Travis was bundling his package deal with his tour and his merch and his album sale or his album to make his sales go up. My thing is, Nikki, when you put out the pink print, and I'm not a bar. Let me say that for let me say that for a fact because Nikki takes me on a ride, a roller coaster ride every time. She's been taking me on a roller coaster roller coaster ride since 07, honestly. Um and it just it, it when you put out the pink print, you did a bundle package with title. You know what I'm saying? Like that's when title first came out and was first trying to get into the streaming game. You put out a bundle package deal with title. You literally did. Literally. You you did a whole package deal with title. I think it was like get title it's in the album or or sign up for title, get all these out, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you bundled something. You bundled with I believe you bundled with a phone company before. I'm pretty not I'm not sure. But You've done bundle packages. So this is what I'm sitting here saying. Like, why are you so upset that this man got number one and you got number two? Right? So then you you sit here and you go on a rant, right? About how you call Travis and he knows he's not number one, but you're number one in 86 other countries, but you're not number one in America. And the thing the thing, like she's doing Vogue, she's doing Vogue, like Australia, you know, she's doing Vogue, she's doing basically all these magazines across, you know, internationally, worldwide, basically, and not doing it in America, and the thing about it is, I'm like, well, why are you so upset, you understand what I'm saying, you have to understand where we have to place Nikki right now, in, in, in a weird way, and I know a lot of people are not going to place her here, but we have to. In a weird way, Nikki is now an old head. And an old head in a sense that I look at Drake and Nikki in, this, in, in the same sense of, okay, I've been listening to you guys for more than 10 years, right? Whole catalog full of music. Y'all are two artists that I've been listening to for 10 years. Y'all are getting to a place in time where your music now is getting old to the public. You guys are not getting old, but your music is getting there. It may not get there now, but we can tell that it's getting to a point where you guys don't have the same clout as that y'all had four or five years ago. That's real, and that's okay to say. However, you still have... You still have that publicity, that power to sell almost two hundred thousand. Look at, look at, look at Drake. Even though I'm sitting here saying Drake is quote unquote an old head, he literally we knew how much Drake was going to sell. 
right? Even if the album was trash, we knew how much Drake was going to sell. With Queen, this album was a great album. And I thought this album was going to be an ass-ass album. I'm not even going to lie to you. Because the pink print, for me, wasn't that great. Like, it had a few bangers. It was it was good. But I really... It, it, was, it really wasn't anything. You know, it didn't give me a lot. It didn't give me old school Nicki who was fire on the bars and just going crazy. Like my favorite, my favorite Nicki bar is her bar from Monster. Pull up in that gunster, pull up in that gunster automobile gunster. What a bad bitch that came from Sri Lanka. Yeah, I'm in that Tonka color or Willy Wonka. You can be the king, but watch the queen cock. You feel me? Like she was going nuts. Like that's what I'm like that Nicki. You understand what I'm saying? Like she was just going crazy. So this album wasn't that bad. Like it was a good album. Like I was happy. I was I was great. And she hit number two. I was like, damn, you sold two hundred. You you almost sold two hundred thousand records. In this in this in the world of streaming we have today, that's damn near. That's a lot. That's damn near hitting gold. You understand what I'm saying? Like you just damn near hit gold, literally. Like you're about to hit platinum in the next month or two. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Like you're doing great. Especially now that we have Cardi B, especially now that we um, have so many new talent that are just in the wave of in the wave of being in front right now. You still have the platform to sell and be as big as you are. You're still top, right? So, what I'm not understanding and what I don't get is. Why, Nikki, are you sitting here being so, I guess, protrude? You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you trying to push this envelope? And I've heard a lot of opinions about where she's trying to go or maybe where she's trying to go. And here's my thing. With all the antics she's done with Twitter, going crazy on Twitter, telling Travis that, you know, he's, first of all, whole nigga of the week. And, you know, he she called him and she... You know, he doesn't have the number one. Here's my thing. I don't know who Nikki's team is. And I don't know who she's rolling with. And I don't know who who she has in her camp anymore. But what I need Nikki to do is revamp her camp. Period. Because whoever is her team is telling her to move in ways that I've never seen Nikki move like. I've been a on and off Nikki fan. Like, I've been a Nikki fan, and she's been having me on a roller coaster on and off. Like, I've been mad at Nikki for her music. I've, I've liked her music. I've been happy with Nikki, but she has never sat here and made any type of disrespectful public, you know, antics the way she's doing now. You understand what I'm saying? Like, in the 10 years that I have listened to her and followed her, I've never seen her really, for real, like this, make antics and go crazy like this. Not even, like, go crazy, but just off the wall, off the handle. And you like, what the fuck? So, it's either somebody in her camp is telling her to do this, because I didn't understand why she was on Black Ink Crew, Right? Now, do your thing, be on Black Ink Crew, get, get, your, get, get your reality money. I don't, I don't care. Do, do what you got to do. You understand what I'm saying? However, 
you're posting on social media about it, about, oh, it got the best views and it, it, it rose views like twice as me. I'm like, why are you so worried about views for a show? You guys, like everything you have criticized people about over like three years ago, you're doing like Queen Radio. You literally criticize people, DJ, like radio personalities for doing what you're doing. What I'm not understanding is, Nikki, what are you doing? As a fan, what are you doing? Because you're wilding right now. And I don't get it. Like, I'm going to be completely 100% honest. At the VMAs, I don't think she should have won that award. Like, you, you won over Migos. Who was it? Migos, Cardi B. Um... Uh, J. Cole, uh, I think it was somebody else. And I'm like, you you won over all of them? Why did you? What? No, I ain't mad. Chung Lee and uh, Bar- Barbie Tings was, was dope. But not over them. Not over them. Not over them. You're not that, you're not in that, you're not that big anymore. You understand? Like, yes, you can still sell some records. You have a great fan base. But you are not that big anymore. Nobody is really talking about Nicki Minaj the way they're talking about Cardi B, Nick, uh, Migos, um, J. Cole. Like, seriously. Seriously. Let, like, let's be clear. And it's, and it's crazy. So I don't know who is in Nicki's camp. I don't know who is her manager or whatever. I don't know if she's managing herself. But she needs to manage them Twitter fingers and get the fuck off Twitter. She needs to revamp her camp because for me, to me as a fan who has listened to your music and watched you, really, this ain't you. This ain't hell, you were more sane with Safari. Let's be let's be honest. Like I don't know like inside your relationship, but outside, you kept that shit hidden. You understand what I'm saying? And even when Safari did you dirty and was talking so much mess about you, you even still kept your composure. So now that I'm sitting here seeing all of this, like I, I listened to her Funk Flex interview. She went off on Safari. And rightfully so, I give her that. Because Safari has said a lot of shit. But in the midst of music-wise, right, I just don't get why you have to sit here and you know, go on Travis like, oh, I'm, you know, baby Stormy and Kai. Like, sh- shut up, Nikki. I'm sorry, but just shut up. <laughs> it's it's okay. You got number two. Hell, like, do you understand if I put out a single or an album or an EP? Like, do you understand how much I would be happy if it cracked the top 100? If that bitch hit 99. Do you know I'm screaming? Do you know I'm shouting? Do you know I'm sitting there like, oh, like I'm going crazy. (laughs) Crazy. Do you hear me? Like, it's, it's, yes. I'm already going nuts. So, Nikki, please. I don't know if you're just doing this for show, for antics. I don't know. But please, act like you got some humbleness. I know you do, but act like it. Hell, fake it. Fake hum- fake being humble, like get off of Twitter and stop being mad or fake mad, whatever. Revamp your camp and get it together, honey. 
Good God Almighty, like what the hell is wrong with you? Anywho, let's get I just had to get that off my chest because I know my fan. I know my I know my listeners was listening to me like what the fuck? So let's talk, y'all. Let's talk. Because um these hair extensions are getting out of hand. <laughs> these hair extensions are getting out of hand. <laughs> They're getting out of hand. So you know, weave and wigs and all of that, I'm I'm I don't have a problem with that. You know what I'm saying? Ladies, that ladies, this is this is really not for you. You understand what I'm saying? This is this is more for so for the men, right? But I might have to put the ladies in here. Just a little bit. Because I'm I'm just when I start to see lace front beards or beard wigs you understand what i'm saying you heard what the hell i said beard wigs lace front wigs when i start to see niggas trying to put on beards start to can glue beards onto their damn faces that is where we have to have a conversation and we have to i have to honestly ask questions so is that what we're doing now are we really starting to glue beards on our faces because we can't grow them for real is that the is that the new thing like, I literally just seen a girl get a haircut and put a beard on her face, on the shade room. Like, what? It's my my women who are lesbians, who like to identify more so as the male. Is that what we're doing? Is that is that what you're doing now? Is not, is to, to, to be there, you have to let... Listen, um, can we not? Can we... Can we... Can, like, hair pieces. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I... It took me a minute to honestly concept the fact that men can now get wigs and lace fronts and, you know, pieces for their head so they can get like, look, y'all don't understand. Like, I've been I have been really trying to fathom. (laughs) Like, I've been trying to fathom this for the last month now because I've been like, should I talk about this topic? Okay, I'm gonna leave it alone because maybe I'm just. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is just not it. You know, maybe, maybe this is just some bull. But no, y'all, like, this is, this is real. Like, y'all are really doing this. You understand what I'm saying? Y'all are really doing this. Y'all, y'all are really, oh my God. Um, Lace, lace fronts for men. Um, Yikes. You know, like it transfer. Like you can see a man go from a, a a little four to a damn near nine, and like that. Like they literally have pieces to where they put it on your head, they shape it, they glue it, line it up, put the little sprinks, the Beijing, and get you together. And if you need a beard, first of all, where do y'all get the hair from? That's what I'm asking because in my mind. In my mind, the hair comes from pubes. That's nasty. That's nasty. Like, first of all, you will never, ever, I could never, and I just cut my beard off, right? I just cut my beard off, and you can never catch me with an, you can never catch me lacing another beard to my fucking face. You understand what I'm saying? Like, is that, is that safe? Somebody has to, please, somebody has to literally 
like getting my getting my anxiety about this out the way because this is this is wild. You understand what I'm saying? Like I've seen it with girls multiple times. I've seen it with women multiple times. Lace fronts and wigs, snatched everything. The day I see, I, the, I I've seen wigs fly out the car. I've seen ponytails fly off of the little the little bitty ponytail. I've seen it before. I, trust me. Fly out the window. Trust me. Fly in a... Trust me. I've seen it. But the day that I see a fucking beard slide off of somebody's face, I kid you not, I am fighting you. <laughs> I am fighting you. Do you hear me? Like It is scrap on deck. I cannot. Because if you put... Yuck. Like... <laughs> Yeah. How, like, how does that even happen? You understand? What, and what glue do you use? You don't use super glue, do you? Cause what if it? What if your? What if you try to peel it off and your face start peeling? Then what? You know what? I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over this. I can't. I can't. I will not, and I shan't not, and I can't not. Nope. So let's talk about Aretha. Um. So Aretha Franklin, you know, rest in peace to the queen. Um, I did go on Fox News and everything. Fox News, low key, um, was our other biggest loser last week, but I didn't put him. But anyway, um, Aretha is a gangster. <laughs> just want to let y'all know. I just wanted to briefly say that Aretha is a gangster. You know what I'm saying? Like Aretha, like I said, Aretha was a Aretha was the queen of soul, and she distinctively got that that monarch for a reason. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like I said last week, girl literally sat there and said, every time I perform, I need 85% of my money in cash. And the other 15% you just put it in check. But I need to see that money in cash. I'm not going to play for segregated audiences. No. If I see black and whites on either side, you can kiss my ass goodbye. Period. Mix them up. <laughs> so... I think it was reported that Aretha didn't leave a will. And I just think that is just so gangster. Like, that just, for me, for me learning about Aretha um, as much as I have, like, not even just her on the music side, but on her activism side, I just think, like, that is just so G to me. Like, that is just so G. Like, she was just, she, she looks like the type of person not to leave a will and be like, you know what? Y'all didn't do nothing for me. You feel me? Like, why would I give y'all money? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, but <laughs> just joking on some real shit. She really didn't leave a will. And I'm like, damn, she didn't leave a will. But hey, hopefully her kids get it together. And yeah, you know, um, I don't think there has been any feuding yet. You know how it is when you don't leave a will, the kids start going over their estates and shit. So, you know, hopefully the money ride and everybody can get a piece of the pie. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully Aretha left them a good... Um, you know, a good amount of uh, blessing, hallelujah, to, you know, bless others and bless themselves. So, you know, shout out to Aretha. Um, I think at her funeral, they have Stevie Wonder. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I want to look that up. I want to make sure I get this right. Because it was on the, it was on the shade room. Let me just say, the shade room, you shady as hell. Let me just say, Shay Room, I've been a roommate of y'all for about 
three years. And can I just say y'all really become very, very shady? I Can I just say that I love y'all, but at the same time, can y'all post a lot more positive stuff? Y'all are very negative. You know, I know that's off topic, but I just need y'all to post a lot more positive things. Y'all are very negative nowadays. I don't like it. You understand what I'm saying? Like, can y'all just be, if y'all gonna be shady, be shady in a, in a more like, you know, like, uh, just be positive. Put some positive shit up on there. I'm just saying, you know, like, I, 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 just, just me. You know what I'm saying? Like, good God. And it, it don't, it don't hurt nobody to put some, a little bit more positivity on there. I know, I know it's a lot of negative stuff going on in the world today, but just, just put some, you know, just put a little positivity. A little, little positivity. I'm trying to, yikes, where is the damn, the damn thing? Lord have mercy. Hold on, y'all. I'm trying to find it. There we go. So Stevie Wonder, Jennifer Hudson, Yolanda, uh, Stevie Wonder. Sorry, I said it too quick. Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, Jennifer Hudson, Yolanda Adams, and Jennifer Holiday are reportedly among the performers set for Aretha Franklin's funeral. So uh, Aretha Franklin's funeral will be in Detroit. Um, so that's great. Detroit, like I said last week, y'all better show out, bruh. Because I, like I said last time, they show out in other major cities, so you better show up and show out for the queen. Um, but I feel like Jay Hud and Yolanda Adams about to kill those. I feel like Jennifer Hudson is about to just lay the whole church out. I I just feel like Jennifer. I I can just feel the anointing from her voice. I just, oof, Lord. But um, rest in rest in power to Aretha Franklin. Um, the queen, the queen. So yes, Lord. Um. So let's get into let's get into this grits debate, right? So a lot of people <laughs> on my social media, on my timelines, you know, in conversation, um, have been having this debate about what do you put in your grits? Sugar or cheese? Or or cheese and salt and butter, period. Um, or or either three. It's like you put sugar in it, salt. Salt, pepper, and butter, or cheese. My thing is, I personally don't care for. Uh, I personally don't care what you put in my grits. If that's all three, I have put all three in my grits, honestly. And so many people have said, "Ugh, cheese in your grits is disgusting. Butter in your grits and salt and pepper. And, ugh." And then you get the other, "Ugh, sugar in your grits. That's." That's oatmeal. That's that's cream of wheat. Like, what are you doing? First of all, grits is the shit. Sugar with grits is amazing. Put a little butter in there with a little sugar. You got you some cream of wheat for sure. And it's great as hell. It tastes so fucking good. Cheese, butter, same. Tastes so great. I don't know why. I, I feel like I'm just in the middle where y'all just tugging a warrant. And y'all trying to make me choose a side. And I'm not choosing a side because I like... All three, or both, or however you want to call it. Like I like them all. I like them all. I like it with sugar. I like it with cheese. I like it with salt and butter and butter, salt, pepper and butter. And I like it with all three at the same time. Sometimes I don't get where y'all coming from. You know, like some of y'all can eat ice cream with bacon. Hello, I'm just saying. Like y'all can eat sweet and salty, but y'all can't eat grits and with sugar and cheese. Like I don't get it. You know what I'm saying? But my taste buds, not y'all's. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to kill that debate at the end of the day. Um, 
You know, for me, I eat both. Um, I don't think anyone tastes better than anyone. Uh, I think I think they have the natural consistency, and when you combine them together, it just forms a. Ooh, it's just so good in your mouth. Amen. So let's talk. Uh, let's let me briefly say this. Rest in peace to John McCain. Um, John McCain um, died. Uh, it was reported that he died yesterday. Um, 80 years old. He had, uh, he always, he had brain cancer. Um, so rest in peace to John McCain. Um, he was probably the only Republican that I even had a slightest bit of. Eh, four. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally. Because he ran against, you know, he ran against my man's Obama. So it was just like, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little little play play. You know what I'm saying? But no, seriously, rest in peace uh, to John McCain. Um, like I said, he was probably the only Republican that I would give a, you know, just a little <laughs> to, like, you know. So rest in peace to him. Um, yeah. So... Let's talk Grand Rapids because we'll be talking Grand Rapids in our opinionated talk uh, in our second half of the show, and I'm about to get real candid. So let's get into Grand Rapids really quick. So Grand Rapids, yikes! So there was a 60 year old man, white male, white male, 60 year old white male, who decided that it was okay, um, allegedly. It was okay for him to pee on a five-year-old African-American girl. And it was allegedly reported also that the man used racial racial slurs while pissing on her. And then after the fact as well. Um, I don't... I, to, to for this to be happening in my own backyard, literally in my own backyard, like we, I, I, I seen the and I, I seen the map and where it happened. It's literally not even ten minutes away from me, and for it to be happening in my own backyard, for things like this to be happening in my own backyard, and we're not getting the, it's not getting the play and the traction that it needs to get is pissing me off here in Grand Rapids. Um, because see, I see Wood TV, I see WXYZ, um, and I see every, all the news stations come out for events and I see them coming out for, um, you know, things that are booming in Grand Rapids. But when we have things, when we have situations of this nature coming to light, especially in the climate that we have now in our America, the fact that shit like this gets overlooked and that I had to find out about this from, um, what was it, Sean King, the the, uh, the black dude um, from like Huffington Post and CNN, shout out to Sean King. The fact that I had to see, the fact that I had to see that on his page and not on the WXY, you know, the Wood TV or anybody's news station is surprisingly unsurprising to me, but it pisses me off. A 60-year-old man decided he wanted to piss on a girl. First of all, first of all, first of all, let 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 let's get into the whole picture. A man decided to piss on a on a on a per, a human decided to piss on a human. First of all, I should beat your ass. 
You lucky I didn't beat your ass. Because if I was five years old in that moment, I'm swinging. I'm swinging. Do you hear me? I don't care if my punches hit you. They hurt. I don't give a damn. You just urinated on me. That is disgusting. That is that is low. That is nasty. That is ugh. That is the uh, yuck. Do you hear me? Second of all, a white male pisses on a black woman, a black a young black girl who then uses racial slurs in more disrespect. And then we really don't put it out there. So my thing is, Grand Rapids, what are you doing? Where's your real mindset? Where's your real head? Where are the stories that actually matter? That actually matter because this shit right here is ridiculous. But, you know, you know, our prize is coming, right? (laughs) That's right. I forgot. (laughs) No, no. Like, that is fucking ridiculous. And like I said, when we get into the second half of the show, we're going to talk about it even more because it's ridiculous on how Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids, you can you can literally sit here and say is a booming community. But at the end of the day, it is still it has a fucking ceiling here. It is a ceiling here that make that does not make you want to stay in Grand Rapids. People here in Grand Rapids, if you've been here for a long time, I feel as though most Grand Rapids um, citizens are comfortable. I'm not, I don't want to be comfortable, especially not in this, in this climate, in this space here in GR. Somebody can piss on me and that can be okay. No, because I'm beating your ass off site and off rip. But. To the family of that five-year-old girl, I hope that justice gets served seriously. I'm not seriously. I really hope that justice gets served. And if there is anything that the opinionated brother THC can do to help the situation, please email me. Please go to my Instagram and email me. Literally, because it's ridiculous that it's happening in the own backyard. Literally. Like, this shit. Like, I've seen a lot of stories. Like, I I usually don't report a lot of stories in Grand Rapids because I assume, which is my fuck up, I assume that Grand Rapids reports most of these stories. But there's a lot of stories down the list that I've seen, heard, and saw that literally do not get as big enough attention as it needs to in GR when it comes to racially... Um, racially you know, problematic um, stories than any anything else. So it will be my duty to now sit here and show and, and tell you all the stories that are actually going on here in Grand Rapids. Like, I, I do that to a certain extent. But now it's like, okay, y'all are not reporting what the fuck is really, really going on. Y'all want to be on Hard Prize. You want to be sitting here in every festival and, you know, sit here and go to Breakaway and shout out to Breakaway. But these are the stories that actually matter and they're not mattering. So, um, yeah, we're going to get into a lot more of that in the second half. Um, more of just the GR not doing what they need to do 
on the basis of uh, the climate that we have now in our society. So we'll get off of that real quick, but that really pissed me off when I heard it. Um, and it really pissed me off more that I had to find out more so from one of my Instagram influencers, and he's not even an Instagram influencer. He is a black activist who really does a lot for the black communities around the around this country. Um, but for me to see it on his page and not to see it through news or really not to see it through, you know, you know, only get one type of traction, you know what I'm saying? It, it it's disheartening and it hurts. So, uh, Grand Rapids, you're really on my shit list. Period. Um, so Serena Williams, let's get into Serena. So y'all know my. So let's let's do my MVPs of the week and my biggest loser. So MVP of the week is Nike. So let's get into Serena Williams. So the French Open decided that they wanted to tell um, Serena that her cat suit, her Nike cat suit, the all black cat suit. Um, quote unquote cat suit, or I will just call it a standard, uh, you know, basically just a standard uh, tennis suit, just all black, cannot be worn. Now, the French Open is having like policies uh, redone about you know how uh, appropriate the clothes for tennis nowadays should be had and they said the cat suit or the jogging suit that Serena Williams wears the all black Nike one um is she can't wear that no more now it's it's really funny it's it's so it's it's so hilarious to me on how y'all just will not let us live we dominate your sports. We sit here and dominate everything in your country, and you always try to find something. You're always looking for something, and it's and it's wild to me. It 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 makes me laugh. Why do you look for something when it comes to us dominating? Black people dominate. We do, and it, it is we 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 we're dominant because we've taken a lot of shit from this country from this world period and the fact that you are trying to sit here and literally microsize anything that you can stop to literally stop her drive and her and her hustle is literally what you're going to do so now you put in the clause oh we can't have unappropriate wear including Serena Williams jogging suit really for what First of all, she's fully clothed in my eyes. Most of the women that literally are in tennis, including Serena, have on like mini skirts or jogging shorts or literally a polo and a skirt. They their thighs are out. So are you going to tell them to 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 now cover up? Are you going to tell them to do what they need to do? Because if I see a white woman out there with a skirt on, I'm literally going. I'm literally going to. I'm going to email you. I'm going to email the French Open. I'm going to make this sure the Tennis Association hears me. Because why are you so mad that she, out of all people, is wearing a full-blown, full-blown, full-blown suit, like not showing anything, but it's all black? You're mad for what? So then, this is why Nike is getting my MVP of the week. Because Nike decided that they wanted to sit here 
and attack. I don't want to say attack, but literally like throw shade to the tennis, you know, to the French Open and said, and I quote, you can take the superhero out of her costume, but you can never take away her superpowers. Just do it. Period. Period. Like, and if you look at the picture of her, of her, um, of her suit, she's fully clothed. It's just black. What are you mad at? What are you upset about? What are you pissed about? Oh, because she's dominated her sport for the last damn near 20 years and keeps doing it. You're mad. Stop being so angry and open your minds. Open your hearts. Yes, I know that white men and white women were supposed, well, really white men. But then you allow white women to come in and start to dominate the tennis world. Now you're really upset that a black woman has been dominating this world. And now other black women are coming into this tennis world and dominating your sport. It's okay. It's okay. But what I need you to understand is if I see any type of skimpiness on that tennis court, I, I kid you not, I will. I will. I will drag you. Drag the whole French Open. Drag the tennis associate. I don't care. I'll drag it. Drag it to the damn depths of the ground. Period. So, our biggest loser of the week um, is Azalea Banks. Now, <laughs> y'all remember Azalea Banks? Y'all know who Azalea Banks? The tro- like probably if Takashi Six Nine had a wife when it came to trolling, it would be Azalea Banks. Because if you could give two awards to tr- the trollers of the year, it would be Takashi Six Nine and Azalea Banks. Um, Azalea Banks went on Wildin' Out, um, and if y'all remember from a few months ago, Azalea was mad that DC Young Fly, you know, um, she couldn't really take the jokes from Wildin' Out. Now, if you go on Wildin' Out nowadays, especially now, the jokes are very, very unfiltered, raw, and uncandid. Like, they go crazy. And I love it. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's how it was back in the day. They, I think the comedians are just a lot more open and honest with each other. And they don't let a lot of shit bother them. You know what I'm saying? Because they're all real. They put their life, the, life out here. So, you know, talk about me. I know me about me. So it's, it's funny at this point. You know what I'm saying? So, basically, Azalea Banks was upset and... Um, I seen the episode with Wildin' Out where she was on it and she was very upset and, you know, she wasn't really playing the game really for real because you were mad that they were talking about you. But Azalea Banks is the trolling queen of everybody on Instagram. She literally just said something about somebody not even two days ago, not even three days ago, honestly. She literally just said something about somebody. And the crazy thing is, I follow Chico Bean, Darren Brand, DC Young Fly, Carlos Brown, uh, I'm saying Carlos Miller. Um, I follow all of them. And the crazy thing is, everybody reposted the video of DC going in on her ass. DC was like, my man Nick Cannon is so petty. Yeah, how petty is he? He couldn't bring Cardi B, so he got Azalea ugly ass. <laughs> And if you've seen her face, she looked like she was really about to cry. Like, girl looked like she was about to cry. And I'm like, 
you're really Twitter fingers. You are literally Instagram Twitter fingers. Like you don't you don't you don't like jokes, but you try to go on everybody else. Like, do you know how many people want to see you right now? So Azalea, you have to get the biggest loser of the week because honestly, honey, you cannot be a troller and then go on national television and get mad when somebody starts to troll you right back on national television in front of people, live audience. Camera candid. Just saying. Just saying. But um, we're going to take a quick five-minute break, and we'll be back with my boy Garrett. Um, he's coming on this show, and like I said, it's going to be it's gonna be a great show, man. I'm, I'm really excited for this interview with him. So y'all make sure y'all come back to see. This is the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devontae. We will be back in five. All right, y'all. What's going on? Welcome back to the Opinionated Brother Podcast with your boy Devonte, and we are here in the second half of the show with my boy Garrett what's Riley, on, aka man? Motif. Now, yeah. remember, he was supposed to come last time. Yeah, you know, we had to cancel. Yeah, man. but it was all right. It was all right. It was a steep show, but I'm glad you're here now, bro. Hey, man, I'm glad I'm to be. Here. I'm really glad that you're here. Um, so, before we get into everything, tell the people who you are. Uh, first of all, me and Garrett. I've known each other since freshman year, bro. Freshman, 2012, bro. 2012. God damn. That is... Damn, yeah, near a decade. Damn, almost a decade, bro. Like, we have known each Time other. Flies. Performed on stage together. Yeah. Um, this man is is super talented. Like, when he puts his mind to some shit, it, it happens. Like, I've seen this man ride a skateboard. Like, and, this man is, and this man is like Big Papa. Like, hey, he, ain't, he ain't the skinniest nigga. Hey, you know what man. I'm saying? But... Riding a skateboard, bro, and I mean doing. doing flips, trip tricks, and shit. And shit. Some, I'm like, yo, that shit took some doing, man. So let the people at home know who you are. You know, my listeners know who you are. What's, yeah. What what you doing? What you doing right now and everything? Uh-huh. Well, my name is Garrett Riley. I also go by Motif. Uh, freshman year, cats used to call me Big Daddy G. Big Daddy G. <laughs> uh, bro, but I was studying sociology that. at Grand Valley. Uh, double minor religious studies and music. Uh, I am an independent performer as a musician as well as a poet, uh, and I'm gonna be transferring to Western this winter. Hey, uh, finish my undergrad and to prepare for grad school. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Crown ain't never safe. You gotta go snatch it. Period. Period. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, definitely glad to be here. Excited to be on the, on the podcast. Man, I'm excited to have you, bro. On some real <laughs> shit. Um, so as I told y'all before, guys, um, I've been I've been wanting Garrett on the show because knowing Garrett as long as I have, um, this video surfaced. I was I was brought to I was brought this this video's attention by Cordell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I re- we were just in his house one day, and we was he was like, "Have y'all seen this video of Garrett?" And I was like, "You, you talking about Motif? Big Daddy? Right. What you mean? What happened?" <laughs> yeah. And you watch this seven minute long video, mm-hmm. and you instantly get mad. Yeah. So there was an incident last year, and where my man's um, you got a flat tire, mm-hmm. right? You got a flat tire, and from what I heard on the video, the music wasn't that loud. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard from the people that were outside, mm-hmm. wasn't no complaints going on. Right. So, the police come, and at this point, 
they're being they're they're taking it to an aggressive point. Mm-hmm. And they the the cops in the video are now being a little bit too aggressive now. Uh, a little bit is an understatement. A, 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 a lot. Yeah, they're definitely uh, escalating a situation that didn't need to be escalated. Uh, and I was actually in the process of departing right. uh, when they arrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, so essentially what occurred, I was out driving for Uber. I had just dropped off a trip. I was on the way to the next one. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of ironic because my Uber trip called me and was like, yo, like, can you fit a bike in your car? Because I have a flat tire on my bike and I'm trying to get to work. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on the way. And then I start hearing this loud noise and I pull over because my car is rattling hard as heck. And I look, and I got a flat tire. Yeah, <laughs> so I call my Uber trip back, like, "Yo, I'm not gonna make it." <laughs> Why? Because I got a flat tire. Well, okay. man, he was like, "You want to cancel the trip on your end, so I don't get charged." Like, right, I got you. You know, it's whatever. So you know, what I'm saying I was already out driving that day because the day before my boy had got married. You know, blue some right. red. You know, pockets light. Absolutely, trying to make him happy. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know how that go. So you know, I'm saying I was already stressed about the revenue situation. Uh, and you know what I'm saying, now having a flat tire and having to change it, you know what I'm saying, it's just a lot on your mind. Mm-hmm. So I had some music planned, and the music I had planned was just an instrumental that I had written, you know what I'm saying, not no lyric, uh, honestly not no heavy bass neither, because I didn't really know how to mess with the software that well to make right. the bass heavy. Uh, but the music's playing, and I have to change the tires. I had to take everything right. out the trunk to get my spare out, first right. of all. Uh, and so across the street, there's this guy who comes out the door, and he's just watching me, you know. So I'm on Ann Street, and uh, I'm near the intersection of Ann and Plainfield, you know. So I'm on the northeast side yep. of Grand Rapids, yep, 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 yep. a quasi-white neighborhood. Yep. Uh, so the dude's just watching me out the window, you know. So if you ever had to change a tire before, you know, you got to get down there you to you know, undo the bolts and whatnot. And I'm on the opposite side of the car. Right. So some random motherfucker that I don't know standing here watching me is already me make already making already me more uncomfortable. It's, it's you know what I'm saying? It's already uncomfortable uh, being yeah. in this neighborhood. Yeah, I got a flat tire. You know what I'm saying? And, they, and he's definitely elevated my stress by being present and just standing there. Exactly. You know? So after me, you know what I'm saying, getting the tire off and getting it jacked up, preparing to put the next one on, uh, dude's been standing outside for about seven, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I you know, I'm saying, and listening to the music, I'm observing no dude, and I'm like, "What's up? Like, what do you need, man? You know." Uh, so I say, "What's up? Like, like, is there a problem?" Uh, and he just gives me like this hand motion, and I didn't comprehend what that meant. So I turned the music down. And I'm like, "What's up?" And he's like, "You know, I'm saying, can you turn the music down? Like, I got kids in here sleeping." I say, "Dog, if that was what you needed, you could have just said that." You right, know, right. Like there was no need to stand here for ten minutes. You could you could have easily been like, "Yo, you mind turn the music down?" So he stood uh, there for ten minutes. Yeah, and you he know. did a hand motion to turn the music down. Yeah, and you asked, "Boy, what's, what's up? up?" You know, and he just said, "Can you turn turn the music down?" So you just yeah. didn't ask that. In the that could have been asked in the moment that you came outside. We could have quelled this situation right okay. there as humans. All right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You didn't want to grant my humanity in that moment. Mm-hmm. You instead viewed me as a threat from the moment that I arrived. Yikes. Which is why you treated me the way in which you did. Uh, <sighs> so in my response, you know, obviously I stated, you know, what I'm saying? that was all you needed. You could have just said that, mm-hmm. you know. So I turned the music down and continued to change my tire. I look up and realize I'm still being observed from the window. This dude went back inside and he peeking through the window. And I'm like, dog, why the fuck are you still watching me? I did what you needed. Right. Leave me be. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, so get the other tire on, get the jack out, you, the jack done, you know what I'm saying? But obviously a regular tire is larger than your spare. Exactly. Uh, so I had put everything back in the car after I took the, uh, spare out. Mm-hmm. And I had to remove everything again from the trunk to mm-hmm. put the, uh, the regular tire in there because mm-hmm. of the size of it. So I'm moving everything from the trunk. I'm frustrated, you know, so I just toss the shit on the ground. Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a, you know, I'm just irritated, you know, and I'm, I'm missing out on money driving for Uber because it's a surge, you know, and all this shit. You, you got know, so white people on. being... Uh, ridiculous. So I'm getting the stuff in the car, and I'm thinking in my head, like, man, if this dude called the feds, I'm gonna really be irritated. Yikes! Uh, so I'm putting the stuff in the trunk, and I realize I'm still being observed uh, after I got my tire in the trunk. So I'm like, man, forget it, fuck this dude. So I turn my music back up, going to load stuff in the car. In the process of loading stuff in the car, police officers arrive. Yeah. So as they arrive, you know, so two officers come up. Uh, one is standing on the uh, curb, the other one is standing in the street. They're like, yo. We had a noise complaint. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This, that, and the other. Can you uh, provide your license or registration? Mm-hmm. I respond, this isn't a traffic stop, uh, so I don't have to provide my license and registration, mm-hmm. but I have no problem with identifying myself, mm-hmm. which legally you are allowed to do. I don't have to provide you my identification, but I do need to identify myself mm-hmm. because I'm just standing on the street. Right. So I will do that because that's what you requested. Right. Uh, so I identified myself, dude asked if it was my vehicle, I said it was, I told him the license plate, you know what I'm saying, normally when you're trying to figure out if somebody's vehicle is theirs, if they can't rattle off the license plate right. off their head, they don't know. know, yeah, exactly, uh, so that officer goes back, he's running my information in the car, I'm continuing to load my stuff in my car, because as I stated, them arriving was the only thing that hindered me from departing, right, uh, so the other officer begins to engage in what's called, uh, ask, say, tell policing, where and you ask somebody something once after they don't comply you tell them to, you say something to them uh and then the third one you tell them to do something or they're going to be on or there's a consequence right uh so he's like yo you know so you mind stopping what you're doing turn the music down i say what crime have i committed so i haven't committed right. a crime what right. is the problem we're here, we're we here right. for we here for a noise complaint uh well you know so i'm trying to depart i had a flat tire you know, so i'm trying to depart Y'all holding me here is the reason I can't which, leave. You know, right. I can't leave, exactly. you know what I'm saying, because I have to continue to interact with you. Uh, and, you know, so I'm also uncomfortable with the fact that I've been observed by a white person. I didn't try to change my tire. I'm now being approached by two police officers in a white neighborhood. Yes. You asked me to reach in my pockets and reach in my vehicle. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I'm already uncomfortable about this situation being surrounded by this much amount of whiteness. You right. know what I'm saying? And already a stressful situation for myself right. uh, and trying to remain calm. Uh, because every interaction I've had with GRPD has been aggressive. Uh, right. I had I had one interaction where they impounded my other vehicle, and an uh, officer hit a U-turn in the middle of the street to ask the police officer if he needed help. Like, like help me, y'all taking my car? Help me? I think uh, I, you know. I think where I was at was just first of all, why didn't anybody help you to get on your tire? Because that I, logical, I think that, I, I think that was the I think and that was I think that was one of the things that really pissed me off is that out of all this commotion, mm-hmm. nobody sat here and said, "Hey, do you need your car towed? Hey, right. do you need help with your flat tire?" Right. Like you're, you know, because those things would be granting the humanity of a brown body, and this is not what was occurring in this exactly. situation. I was being perceived as a threat from my arrival. Like yikes! Uh, so you know what I'm saying. I know, you know, so I know my rights and I know in part the law, exactly. the criminal law. So the reprimand for a noise complaint is a ticket. Right. I want my ticket so I can go. You threaten me with my ticket. I say I will take my ticket 
I will continue loading my vehicle. You got your ticket by the time that I'm done. Bam, we good. I can go fight this ticket in court, blood. Exactly. We good. That's the end of my day. I can right. go on with my next task. The officer never offered the ticket. The officer threatened to arrest me, and I asked, why was I going to be arrested when I had not committed a crime? Because a noise ordinance, in most cases, is not an arrestable action. Right. You issue a ticket. Right. Because the ticket was never offered, that is where my first concern was. So when the officer stated, put your hands behind your back, my hands went up. You know what I'm saying? Palm facing out, you can see on the video. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't committed a crime. Why right. am I being arrested? Right. Uh, so the other officer runs from the car, grabs my other hand. Uh, snaps it behind my back and goes, uh, you know what I'm saying? If you're going to continue to arrest, we're going to take you to the ground. Like, I haven't committed a crime. Why am I being arrested? At this point, I'm just trying to be loud, dog, because right. y'all both don't need to have your hands on me. You right. know what I'm saying? On some shit that's not this fucking serious, right. you know? So uh, they take me to the ground. The officer on my right side punches me in the face, uh, take me to the ground. Right. Uh, officer on my left side, because uh, in, this, in this scuffle, mind you, both body cams magically fall off. Right, you know, I seen that. Yeah, because yeah. there was more than one video. My pop said uh, strung them together to provide okay. the uh, the best video necessary. Okay, because I got video from three different from the three different body cam- body cams that arrived. Okay, and that was three different officers. Okay, uh, so one of the body cams, the officer that had punched me, his body cam fell off and happened to fall upside down. Mm. Okay, you know what I'm right. saying? Amazingly. Uh, <laughs> how convenient uh, how convenient yeah, the okay. other officer's body cam fell off luckily for me it fell off upside up mm-hmm. so you see in the video me on the ground near the body cam and the right. officer is holding yes. my arm yes. and just repeatedly kneeing me in Knee the back you in the fucking uh, back and you know so I'm on the ground at this point I am not a threat I have not aggressed at anybody let me, let me stop uh, you right go there ahead. I was Right there, when you were like, when you were yelling, I am not a threat, I am not a threat, that, that right there was a scary moment. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, and I know for you, I know for you at that moment, like, I can't feel what you're feeling Mm -hmm. at that moment, but seeing it, Mm -hmm. and knowing you, Mm -hmm. and knowing it's in, and I'm not living here, and it's in Mm -hmm. my own backyard, I'm like, yo, right. Uh, so I'm, I'm com- repeatedly yelling, you know, so I'm not a threat. I haven't committed a crime. Why are you arresting me? Why are you assaulting me? Mm-hmm. Just repeating these things over and over as loud as I can, because if anybody were to hear it, they will hear that I am stating these four things and at least come to look. Yes. You know what I'm saying? To create some type of witness. Exactly. Uh, and so they're continuing to, to strike me. Uh, and at this point, they're trying to put me in cuffs and another officer runs up and threatens to tase me. Uh, and again, I'm like, why are you threatening to tase me? I haven't committed a crime. Why are you assaulting me? You know what I'm saying? I haven't committed a crime. I am not, I'm not resisting. I haven't committed a crime. You know what I'm saying? Why are you assaulting me? I haven't committed a crime. You know what I'm saying? Repeating those things because those things are important. And even if I do die, that shit's on the footage. Exactly. So if y'all, if y'all, if y'all get rid of the footage, y'all niggas cheating. Period. And you know, ain't much I can do from there. I'm doing the best I can. Right. So I'm laying in the street. And, you know, so I'm already stressed about there's three officers for me as one person. Uh, I'm laying in the street and my neck is on the curb. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. this isn't a this isn't a low curb. It's a pretty it's a pretty high curb. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And they're attempting to put me in cuffs. And, you know, when officers put you in cuffs, they put their knee in the center of your back. Yes. Uh, and they pull your shoulders back. Right. Uh, but first, they must put their knee in the center of your back. So these yeah. officers are officers already being over aggressive. If somebody need, put their knee in the wrong part of my back while my neck is on the curb, they're going to break my neck and I'm going to die right. in the middle of the street. 
So at this moment, I take my hand out of the grip of the officer that's been kneeing me in the side. And I put it on the on the curb like, yo, get my neck off the curb. I have not committed a crime and I'm not going to die right here. Get my neck off the curb. Uh, so they put my head on the ground. They put me in cuffs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and we go, to the, we go to the front of the officer's vehicle there, taking things out of my pockets, talking to me and whatnot. Uh, you know, so telling me that I'm creating a noise, uh, a public disturbance. You know what I'm saying? I'm asking nice. what I'm being arrested for. They say uh, resisting yeah. arrest and creating a public disturbance. Yeah, yeah. And I state that you can't arrest somebody for resisting arrest until you attempt to arrest them. The definition of that is entrapment. Right. Entrapment is to charge somebody with a crime to make another crime stick. Uh, to ensure that they are prosecuted. Right. Uh, so, you know what I'm saying? They take me to jail, and uh, as teach I'm in the... What'd you say? I said, teach me something. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, like, this is this is, this is an entire sociological teach, experience, teach you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, this as is... we're on the way to the jail, you know what I'm saying? I'm in the car with the officer, and I'm speaking with the officer and whatnot. And dude's like, you know what I'm saying? From this conversation, I can tell you aren't a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? I can just tell this was, you know what I'm saying, a, a stressful situation. Uh you know, and he was like, me and you, we were communicating, but when the other officer, you know, stated this, this, that, and the other, and I was like, if you telling me that you were perceiving me from this conversation to be a good guy, why couldn't you have approached me in that manner Hello. when you arrived? Come on. You approached on 10, so you escalated the, the, the situation to 100. If you approach at zero, things stay at zero, you know what I'm saying? These are simple escalation techniques that are talk to everybody, you know? This is just how you interact with people. Uh and Grand Rapids, like, Grand Rapids likes to push this idea that they're, uh, they're they're trying to engage in this community policing platform, but that is not how you treat people in your community. You don't yeah. approach them violently, yeah. aggressively, you know, not seeking positive interaction at least. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, so they book me and everything, uh, and, you know, so they get arraigned, all that stuff, and I have to get a, a public defender because I can't afford a lawyer. So the offer that the prosecutor gives to the public defender, which is where this definition of entrapment comes in, is that if I plead to creating a public disturbance, mm-hmm. if I plead guilty to that, that uh, they would drop the resistant arrest charge. This is where the law becomes arbitrary. Because in those officers arriving and that whole thing occurring, for you to charge somebody with creating a public disturbance in reference to noise, mm-hmm. Grand Rapids' uh, own ordinance had been thrown out for being unconstitutionally vague. Amen. Uh, uh, so there had to be a decibel reading done and one was not done in the officer's police reports. They state that the music was able to be heard from 75 feet away, but in the statute, it states that it has to be heard from 75 feet away. It has to be above 75 decibels because they never did the decibel reading. The noise ordinance is arbitrary. You can be beat based upon that right there. But that's not the issue. The issue is that they claim that I was resisting arrest, but my arrest was unlawful because they did not follow the law. So this is where entrapment comes in. Because they trapped me in having to plead to one thing so that I could get out of the other thing. Because according to them and according to my public defender, I did resist arrest. But the defense that I had prepared, you know what I'm saying, was that I should not have been arrested. And that's what I would have had to argue in court. Not uh, the rest of it. Uh, And it was looking at like 90 days in jail and stuff like that. And that wasn't a risk I was willing to take or a risk that I was capable of taking. Exactly. Uh, so I had to go on probation. I was on probation for six months. I got extorted by the, uh, state, the city of Grand Rapids for, I paid $1,175 in fines. Are you serious? Uh, yeah. You know, so I had to go to drug testing and meet up with my PO and all this stuff. Uh, wow. For nothing. 
you know, for having a flat tire. For having I was a charged twelve hundred dollars for having a flat tire. You know. Uh and mm. you know what I'm saying? I talk with my, my family and my brother about it all the time. Because, mm. uh, like when they were arresting me I had them call my brother. Because mm. uh, I was like, dog, y'all not finna just sweep me away. You know what I'm saying? And nobody knows where I'm at. I haven't talked to my brother in two hours, I haven't talked to my mom in four hours, I haven't talked to my sister since yesterday. These the only motherfuckers other than my roommates that know where I'm at all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna just go with y'all and nobody knows where I am. So you're gonna call my brother, or I'm not leaving here. You know what I'm saying? We gonna go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so they call him and his wife uh is a dispatcher for uh Kent County uh police department. Right. Uh so they're on the phone with him. And his wife's getting up, getting ready to go, and they're like, yo, you know what I'm saying? It's, the, it's his first offense that, from what you stated, and uh, it's most likely he's going to get a ROR, so released on his own recognizance, and he's going to be out tomorrow. So, there was that whole thing that occurred, but for me, I was speaking, I speak with my brother, I speak with my family about it all the time, that uh, it's unfair, uh, simply because, for example, my little sister's birthday was on Monday. Mm-hmm. We went to Red Robin in Muskegon to uh, celebrate. She turned 21, taking her out to get drunk yeah, and shit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there was a game by the front door. We would sit in the back. There was a game by the front door that had one long blue light mm-hmm. and one small red light. Mm-hmm. The entire time we were there, I thought the police were in the parking lot. Uh, and, you know, so I logically knew that it was the game because I saw it. Right. And every single time I saw it, I was like, no, it's just a game. Uh, my bad. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'm constantly looking. And I'm like, no, it's not, you know, so I have to, I have to keep justifying this yeah. in my head, knowing the reality, uh, but being convinced otherwise by the trauma. Yeah. And I stated that that's not fair because that's not something I should have had to experience. Absolutely not. After the experience, I was paranoid of uh, driving, listening to music at all, you know, because you never know when somebody will call the police. Uh, yeah, it's definitely not an experience that should have been had. Uh, and, you know. For it to happen in Grand Rapids, this place that they they state is the top ten places to move to start a family. It's top ten places to move to start a family if you're white. You know. As a keep it all the way a book. Uh, yeah. But I do appreciate you having me out. Man. You know, to talk about it. Because wow. it definitely was a lot. Um. <laughs> it's difficult to watch videos regarding other people's police brutality. Because I it, have flashbacks. You know. Uh, you know what? First of all, let me just... Say thank you for coming on. Oh, no problem, man. I really um, appreciate you having me out there. Because story. just hearing all of that and hearing, first of all, the backstory mm-hmm. and then the meat and potatoes and then the aftermath. Yeah. Um, it's, and I talked about this earlier in the show, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's so crazy how Grand Rapids is filtering what information we get to see, what information... Mm-hmm. We get to know because I heard about the six-year-old uh, man, white male, mm-hmm. hitting on a five-year-old girl off of one of my uh, Instagram people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's not even an Instagram person. He's just an activist. He's an activist for like black rights, civil rights, mm-hmm. and everything like that. And it was just wild because I'm like, I don't really, right. I don't really filter this information, and this is information we need to know, mm-hmm. and. First of all, it is you sh- for a flat tire. None of twelve hundred dollars for a flat tire. None of this should have. None of this should have <laughs> happened. You know. For a flat. First of all, I don't even want to put blame on nobody, but I'm gonna play devil's advocate. No. 
and put blame on my man's who was peeking out the fucking window. Yeah. I'm sorry wow. because you had a flat. Mm-hmm. And if you would have sat there and just came out like a civil human being mm-hmm. and came and said, hey, brother, what do you need? Right. Instead of automatically thinking and perceiving in your mind and having the ideology of just a typical white person, mm-hmm. oh, he's a threat. Yeah. If you would have came at him civil, hey, you just turn the music down. Do you need anything? First of all, do you need anything? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. What do you need? Because you look like you got a flat. Mm-hmm. You need some help. Mm-hmm. You just turn the music down just a little bit. Right. Everybody could have went home and went went back to sleep. You know? Everybody could have went home and went back to sleep. But because you peaked for 10 minutes beforehand, mm-hmm. said something to my man. Went back in the house. He did what you asked him to do. Mm-hmm. And you peeked out some more to probably call, to call the cops. It's a noise complaint. What? I can't. It's an example of weaponizing the police against people that you don't want to be in your area. Like, uh, it's just... You know what I'm saying? The, the reason people refer to the police as the slave patrol is because, you know, and that is essentially what the police were were developed for in, in their uh, in their genesis right. uh, within the American society. I mean, obviously the police are the crimes, but slave patrol was to catch runaway slaves. Right. Uh, if we refer- reference uh, that the prison population is utilized and treated in a sense as a new form of slavery, mm-hmm. uh, weaponizing the police against individuals is an attempt to call the slave patrol right. to enslave this individual because right. they tried to put me on community service you know and they wanted me to uh to work free labor in the city for ten dollars an hour uh that i was never going to see to pay off my fines and i refused to do that you know so i had a full-time job i would not engage in slave labor while also being extorted period you know what I'm saying? I, I paid the money out of my pocket did i want to no, no. did it hit my pockets oh hell yeah, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. that's $200 yeah you know what I'm saying? it definitely hit my pockets uh but I'm not going to engage in this slave labor and, exactly. you know what I'm saying, participate in the system that you are trying to perpetuate. But, yeah, man, me and my sister uh, and my older brother went to see Black Klansman yesterday. I didn't like uh, it. I didn't like it. Uh, especially in the moment where, you know what I'm saying, the, the police officer is getting arrested mm-hmm. uh, because of the cries of a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Yikes. Uh, and... And just watching that, you know, and listening mm-hmm. to dude, you know, say, state, yo, like, this is my job. I am working. Mm-hmm. And I'm not granting that. I was legitimately working. I was at work driving for Uber. And I you think know the, what I'm saying? I, I think the funny uh, part, I think the, the crazy part is that you know, you know your shit. Like, well, you're really very educated. I, yeah. And I think that, that I, I think that, that absolutely, um, because you done taught me some shit, for one. <laughs> but no, seriously, but... When black people are educated about the law and they use the law against the police, the police don't like that. Yeah. That is something they are not used to because you start saying all this this shit they like. like. I don't know that. But you're not supposed to know that. I don't know that. But you're not supposed to know that. that. Or I I do know know that. And right. I know that you're not supposed to know that because I seek to obscure and obfuscate this information to my benefit. I've already got the, 
the the typical mind to right. know like, oh, you don't know right. anything. You you're you're just a a black male riding in your car, mm-hmm. being quote unquote ghetto. Yeah. Wow. I'm. It was how definitely did, a lot. How did your parents react? Uh, my mom. What, what was the what was the Oh, yikes! My mama would tee the fuck up. Like yeah, shit, yeah, it, was, it would be a tee up. It wasn't something I even was. I was. I wasn't capable of explaining it to my parents right away because I and myself was had already. To, had to I had to comprehend the yeah, information to, that, that was I was experiencing. You know, like it, I got I'm, out of work when I when I was in jail, dog. The first phone call I made was to my job. Yes. I didn't call my parents. I didn't call my brother. I didn't call my homeboys. I called my job to make sure I didn't lose it. Because that was what they were threatening. I had to work in the morning. I called my supervisor like, yo, I just got arrested. I can explain it tomorrow when I get out. I'm not going to be there. I got out of work at 5 o'clock. And this is the pervasiveness of whiteness. Mm-hmm. I got to work. I got out of uh, jail at 5 o'clock. It was actually like 4.20, something, something like that. My brother came and picked me up. My supervisor called me. And I answered the phone. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? He's like, are you out? And I said, yeah. He's like, do you think that you can make it to work? And I looked at the phone before I responded, dog. Because I was like, I called y'all motherfuckers to make sure I didn't lose my job. Right now, I might lose this shit on the phone. Uh, no, I don't think I'm going to make it to work. I just almost died. I just almost died last night. And you expected me to, to put all that shit aside to, to come, come to work. work? You know? It was, it was a lot. He said, yo, know? are you out? Yeah. You think you can come in? No. <laughs> no. Uh but you know what I'm saying, and speaking with my mom to tell her about it, uh, she definitely got severely emotional, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was discussing like, you know what I'm saying, what if you hadn't made it out? You know, so that interaction. Uh and I was that was in definitely. talking with my pops, you know, so he's an individual that believes in, you know what I'm saying, though, you know, the law is treated as arbitrary and weaponized against black people. You know what I'm saying? Comply to the best of your ability. Uh, even in explaining to him what went on, you know what I'm saying? He was frustrated. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? He was, you know what I'm saying? Slightly reprimanded, like, yo, you could have did this, you could have did that. And I'm like, yeah, but you got to recognize the amount of stress that was already going on in the oh, situation. Oh, already on the uh, situation, yeah. And when I provided him the actual paperwork, like, I went and found the article, you know, I was preparing my defense for court. Uh, you know, so I went and found an article about Grand Rapids uh, noise ordinance being arbitrary. I went and found definitions of entrapment to explain to my pop so he comprehended what it is. Uh, he used to be a bail bondsman, so he got the basics. But you know what I'm saying? Explaining that to the inner work. So, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Explaining yeah. why this is used against this, you know what I'm saying? Explaining the, the plea deal that they were offering me and whatnot. Uh, and within, with all that information, I was able to persuade my pop. So, an uh, individual that's normally not persuaded. Right. You know what I'm saying? To my side. Right. So with that type of defense, you know, so I honestly believe that I could have excuse me, uh persuaded a jury of my peers, mm-hmm. but I don't feel that like they would have been my peers because I'm not from yeah, the rappers. Absolutely. You know. I just happened to be here and some shit happened. You know. Uh but yeah, it was definitely a lot that went on, dog. And it's a lot to think about all the time. You know, I don't uh I see view. I see you know some police brutality things continuing to go on in society, and I personally can't engage in just observing what occurs. Yeah. Like I can engage in the conversation, but not observing what occurs, just simply because like that's not trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to experience. Yeah, man, it's intense. You know, 
Uh, I got life insurance now. Period. I, I actually pay for life insurance in my job. You know, <laughs> and that's not you know that's twenty some odd years old. That's not something you should. My mom was still. Got, I think my mom was still got me on life insurance. Yeah, yeah. I think she had my life insurance and like she got me early. Oh, word. Yeah. Early, early. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, but um. It was just for me. I like, like I told you earlier off off the show. It was mm-hmm. it was it pissed me off that I seen it so late because mm-hmm. this is a year ago. This is a year ago. I'm sorry. I and appreciate your uh, your ability to sit through it. It because uh, it's definitely like my older brother won't watch the video. It, it was sickening. You know? It was it was yeah. it was and it it was sickening. It was it was probably the most significant thing it happened to, and I wanted to watch it again, mm-hmm. and I had to watch it again just to understand the dynamics of everything that happened. But it was hard to watch mm-hmm. because it was somebody that you know, mm-hmm. and for me, it's somebody that I've known for five plus six plus seven plus years. Mm-hmm. We've been on stage together. We've done performances together. Like it's mm-hmm. it's somebody that you you really cool with, right? And it happens to them somewhere that you damn near not raised yourself, but damn near grew up in your adulthood for seven mm-hmm. years in the in your in your own backyard. And right. it's like, am I safe? You're looking at me as a threat, but mm-hmm. really, am, am, are we? You look. I look at them, right. and I get scared. Yeah. When I when I see a cop and I'm not even I don't you do be nothing. not committing a crime. We don't do nothing. And you still paranoid. And I'm paranoid. And that's not a life that that and that that shows the prevalence of the slave patrol because it, it subconsciously still yes. exists in the mind that you 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 are worried that you're going to be apprehended for a crime that you can't commit. And we White know people that the walk justice past system. me and they just like they scared. And I'm like, y'all scared of me. But you even know, in the same sense. You could be driving down the street with a white person, and they didn't notice the four police cars that you drove past. Period. But that's something that you saw. They lied, <laughs> and we always we see cops. it. I didn't even see him. We lied. Well, I seen all of them. My man was over there in the bushes. Dude was walking down the street. That one hit a U-turn to follow that cat. Literally, <laughs> we literally catch every, every cop that's like, and you catch them in the bushes. They be Literally, the we bushes. know. They be that's how paranoid it is. <laughs> that's how much anxiety we have, and that's it's just intense, ridiculous. Man. You know, uh, and it's the state of living in this this society in which uh, police are weaponized, and they're they're conditioned, uh, yeah. you know, subconsciously and uh, overtly to view black and brown bodies as threats upon interaction. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And when you approach a situation that way, there's no way to easily de-escalate that situation if you don't have the tools to know how to do so. Right. You know what I'm saying? If I walk into a room and I think on on first sight of somebody that they're trying to fight me, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm already in in my natural human instinct engaged in a fight or flight mode. Like, do right. I approach this individual aggressively or do I get out of here? Exactly. You know? Uh, and that's not a way that anybody should be engaging in a job. No. You know, because this is a job for police officers. This isn't their life, you know, and they're putting their life on the line. Exactly. But this is a job, you know what I'm saying? You clock in and out of this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm born black. 
You know, <laughs> you I, I clocked into this joint once, and I'm right. only clocking out of this motherfucker once. once. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, it ain't no rebirth. Yeah, there there is no rebirth. Like you're taking my. If you take it, you take it. Yeah, it's a wrap. But you can clock in and out to your own position, right? And continuously do this. And I was telling somebody on the bus. I was telling one of my cohorts. I was like, "There's genocide over here. Mm-hmm. It's just wrapped up in so much great image." Mm-hmm. And she was like, "It's genocide over here," because she's from she's from South Africa. Mm-hmm. So she was like, "There's genocide over here." I was like, "Listen, you kill the people with the, the food. The, the, you the, kill the, them with the drugs. You kill them with the the environments that you place them in. You kill them with the violence. You actually violently kill them. Period. There are, there's, there's so much. I told her it's, it's so much. It's but it's so portrayed much. as just different levels of society. Exactly. It's not. It's not uh, that opaque. Yeah. Uh, so man. I thank you for coming on the show, bro. I appreciate you. I appreciate you, me. man. Thank for you, sure. brother. Um, yeah, you want to tell me? Oh, yeah. Want to follow so, you or something yeah, like that? Yeah, so uh, to bring this to a more lighter note. Lighter. Uh, I am a performing musician. Uh, yes. I write and release my yes. own music. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Motif, uh, using a zero for the O. Uh, Motif46 uh, on Instagram at the same thing. Uh, on Twitter, I believe it's an underscore between uh, Motif and 46. I think it's the same on Instagram. Uh, you know, Facebook, facebook.com uh, forward slash Motif 46, no underscore. Uh, you find me on Facebook at Gary Riley. Uh, I just released my second music project this past uh, March. It's hey. called Third Person EP. Uh, hey. Next year, I'm releasing a dual project called Forgot the Words and Relative to G. Wait, is uh, it Motif underscore? What on Instagram? Yeah, uh, I think it is. Yeah, motif underscore four six. Let me check. Yikes! Actually, I got cards, man. What I'm tripping for? See? What I'm tripping? Keep, I know the keep answers business to the cards. Questions. Listen, yeah. always keep <laughs> always your business cards. cards. There you go. Yeah. So Instagram and Twitter, it is uh, motif underscore four six. Let me see that thing. Uh, but on Twitter, there's a zero uh, in motif. So instead of an O, you use a zero. But yeah, next year, my third music project will be coming out. Uh, and, you know, that's what I what I do in my downtime, you know, just to continue to exist in society and find something that you enjoy that you can put into the world that, you know, so you view as inherently good. Uh, that's all we can do in this world. Period, man. Period, man. But yeah, uh, thanks for having me. The Opinionated Brothers uh that's definitely an interesting podcast for sure. Man, I just, you know. we just, I'll just be trying, bro. That's hey, all man. it is. That's you got the sauce, is. bro. I'm just trying I to be... season my chicken. Nah, stop you know? it. Stop <laughs> it. I'm just, I'm just trying out here, bro. But yeah, it was, you. you know, I, I really do appreciate you for coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. This was, this was a story that I really, really wanted to, really wanted to, 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 to dig deep into it. You you gave it to me, man. You gave it to me even more than I asked for. And I was yeah. and if it was too much for you, man. No, man, no, no, bro. I I got more emotional than I thought I was gonna mm-hmm. get. Uh just because in knowing you, um and knowing you so long, it was just like, damn, like it really happened to my man. Yeah. So uh Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. <laughs> but you know what? I appreciate you coming on and telling your truth and your story. And uh, I'm glad to still be here. I absolutely, absolutely <laughs> on the positive note, they tried to lay out a G. They, I, 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 you know what? They they really did, and, I'm, and I and I and I thank God that you are still here. That means you have 
something to put out now. Like you mm-hmm. have a testimony, you have a story, and now you can use that story to give it to the world. And it's just like, I appreciate you for using that, your platform to my platform and mm-hmm. just bringing it here. Like that's that's real. Yeah. So my guy, I appreciate you. Um, let's see what's coming up next. Uh, we got. Next week, man, it yeah. starts September. We yeah. are in September next week. First Time episode of September. Remember January uh, felt long as hell? Oh, my God. <laughs> it went January, February, whatever. Yeah, so now everything is coming so fast. Um, check out my new blog post. Um, what about uh, a season of new? Check out that. Okay. Um, if y'all have any questions or concerns or y'all have any, if y'all want some questions answered, uh, go to my website at tyronzinx.com. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? You can check out the opinionated brother there. You can listen to the opinionated brother there. You can go on Devontae's Word and read my blog there. Um, yeah, man. Just make sure y'all follow me on all social media platforms. Y'all know what I'm saying? Uh, Vontae's World underscore between Devontae and the you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, we'll be back next week. And y'all just make sure y'all have a great week. Understand that life is like riding a bicycle, y'all. Facts. Okay? In order to keep your balance, you got to keep moving forward. Hey. You feel me? Hey. I told you. Go ahead, preach it now. <laughs> Go ahead now. Um, so, like I said, to all my new listeners that come on, to all my old listeners, I love, I love y'all. Thank y'all for always being a support. I love y'all, man, and we will see y'all next week on the first episode of September. Peace out.